This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 639. Three sounds you must be able to say in American English with guest Melinda. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll meet a true pronunciation expert who will walk you through the top three American English sounds and exactly how to say them. Our guest today is a certified accent coach and licensed speech language pathologist based in Oregon, USA. She has worked with English language learners for the past 12 years, delivering high quality individualized speech instruction. Her students learn a new way of approaching pronunciation and they're able to apply these new skills immediately within the first session. Now let's meet our guest today, Melinda Croft. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Melinda, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you too. We love to talk about pronunciation because it's always kind of an Achilles heel for a lot of our listeners here. And Melinda, where are you based, by the way? I'm in Oregon in the United States on the West Coast. Uh, I love the West Coast. Great place to live. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And how did you decide to focus in as a teacher and to specialize in pronunciation instead of something else? Well, I'm a trained speech language pathologist. So my mm-hmm. profession gets lots of training on communication, all aspects of communication. So we learn about the anatomy and physiology of the human vocal tract of how we produce speech. And we learn about communication and we learn about language. We learn about verbal communication, nonverbal communication. We learn about syntax, phonology, all these complicated words. So, um, so I've worked with children who have had articulation, um, you know, issues who are learning how to speak English as little children and they have trouble with their pronunciation. So I've worked with them and I've worked with adults in a hospital setting who might have had a brain injury and they have to relearn how to speak. And about 12 years ago, I just um, became aware of the English learning community. And I thought, you know, I have the skills that I can work with these people to teach them pronunciation of English. Um, And so I started working with some local students and it was just just fantastic. And, you know, they've been taught in a, you know, traditional English for speakers of second languages. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, that is a great environment to learn grammar and, and be in a group setting, but they 
getting the one-on-one pronunciation coaching from me was such an eye-opener for them because they said, nobody, nobody's actually taught me how to say, how to no. produce these actual sounds. That's right. Um, yes. Yeah. And so no. it was just, it was just fantastic. And it's been so much fun for me to work one-on-one and to see the progress and see what work, what kind of work needs to happen to improve one's pronunciation and improve one's communication skills. Okay. So, yeah. I love that. That's fantastic, Melinda. So I like that you're coming from a more scientific background mm-hmm. when it comes to pronunciation, because it's true what your student said, a, a general ESL teacher in a basic course, a one month course does not get training very much in how to teach mm-hmm. pronunciation. So it's a big gap. And there are so obviously so many of our listeners that need help with this. So guys, if you continue and continue to struggle with pronunciation, you want to really listen up today. And towards the end, we're going to show you how you can work with Melinda one-on-one and get that pronunciation training that maybe you've never actually had. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Melinda, let's just dive into it. Today, you are going to show us the three key sounds of American English that we need to master if we want to be understood. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Um, Where do we start? Yeah. So let's kick off with the American R. And so I should qualify that I don't teach the British style of English. So the British R and the American R are very different. And so I tell my students, you're going to learn American English, that accent, and specifically the West Coast area of the U.S. because that's my accent. That's what I teach. So, Mm -hmm. But the American R is is very interesting and it's difficult for most languages because most languages produce R very differently. A lot of languages produce what's called a flap R. And so it's an R that's made in the front of the mouth where the tongue is up behind the tongue top teeth. Um, and it just is a little flap. It's just the tongue touching behind the teeth. So for an example, the word in Spanish, pero, um, right, that's P-E-R-O, right. pero. And so the tongue is way in the front of the mouth mm. and it's just touching briefly and going down. Very different. Or very different. Um, there's okay. also a trill R. So again, for Spanish, P-E-R-R-O, pero. So it's a rolling R. It's a mm. trilled R. Again, very different. A lot of languages produce either a flap R or a trill R. And mm-hmm. so we have to discuss where the R, where the American R is made. And it's made way in the back of the mouth, almost mm. down into the throat. And so, we work with different activities. I um, I have a model of the human mouth with giant <laughs> teeth where I actually show where, where things are happening. And the R is a very difficult sound to master because, and it's a hard one to teach because we can't see it. You know, yeah. it's easy to teach the M, you know, put your t- li- lips together and, mm, and you can see sure. it on your lips. But the R, the tongue is back there and what is it yeah. doing? And the scientists who've studied this, this sound and have done, um, running x-rays of people producing this sound have shown people make it all kinds of different ways. And so wow. it's a very individualized sound. And so we actually have to play like putting the tongue in different places until you can feel it and hear it for yourself that you're making a good R sound. And so I give mm. feedback like, okay, try this. And when they make a really good, I'm like, that's it. That's it. Just keep doing that. Whatever you're doing, keep yeah. doing it because okay. it's it can be different for everybody. So there's yeah. two major ways of making the R. Okay. One is curling the tongue backwards like a wave. Mm-hmm. And so one way we can um, make that, we start with the L sound, like put your tongue 
but like you're going to make a l, mm -hmm. and then paint the top of your mouth, hold the tongue up to the top of the mouth while you're just pulling it back, pulling it back. And so it's going to sound like this. Mm, so you move from the L to the R. I see you pull so, it back towards the back of your mouth. Lur, and that helps. Lur, okay. Back. Another mm. one is to start with the E sound and then just go from the E, pull the tongue back until it becomes ear. Mm, okay. Ear. Okay. A second way of making the R is called a bunched R and where the tongue tip is down on the bottom mm -hmm. of the mouth and then the tongue just kind of squeezes back er, and it and it can make a lovely sounding r either way with the tongue tip up or tongue tip down and again this is why we have to kind of play around to see see mm. which which way is going to to work more yeah okay so this is why it's really it is actually important to work with a coach because it's very hard i mean one thing i wonder about about is how do students develop the ability to hear the sound like even if if they're working on their own even if they do or are able to actually make the sound, how can they know that it's the right sound? Right, right. To get that feedback. And a lot of, a lot of students make a pretty good R, but they're not holding it long enough. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I just work my, with my students just to make it a little bit of a stronger R. A lot of the, okay. um, Asian languages like Chinese and Japanese and Korean, they yeah. they can, they once, they've been taught, they've kind of have figured out how to make an R, but it's a very kind of a light. So they'll say right. like car or first. Yeah. And so I just like, just hold it just a little bit more first okay. car. So some, sometimes it's just an issue of just holding it for a little bit of an extra beat. Okay, um, good. But, but yeah, getting that feedback from a native speaker of, yeah, that's it. That sounds good. Um, and another mm -hmm. way I work that's a little different maybe from an ESL teacher is we really start at the very basic level. We work at the sound in isolation. So the mm -hmm. sound by itself, can you make that sound? Mm -hmm. And then we work at it in the word level and I work at different positions in the word. So I might just start, we're going to just do R sounds that are at the end of the word. So anytime an R sound is at the end of the word, like or, far, fair, fear. Mm -hmm. um, and then we might, after we do that, we'll graduate to R when it's at the beginning of the word because it okay. changes a little bit. Rain, river, rot. Yeah, it does change when it's in different parts of the word. Absolutely. Okay. And then the hardest one is when the R is in the middle of the word because your tongue, tongue is having to go from like a vowel or consonant back to the R, back to a vowel. And that's mm -hmm. that's hardest for, the, for people that make this flap R, like for the word area. It's so mm -hmm. tempting to just to put that tongue area, just to put right. your tongue up. Okay. And, and so we really, I'm like, okay, keep your tongue down and back. Don't let it touch anything yes. on the top of your mouth. Let's just keep it down. And so we, we drilled that way. And so after we work at the word level, then we move up to phrases and sentences and okay. in all those, all those word positions and work up to, you know, paragraphs. Okay. We do some reading, but then, you know, the ultimate goal is to be able to move it into our conversation slowly yeah. and surely practice, practice. Absolutely. But, um, and, awareness comes and goes. It's hard to be totally aware of your pronunciation 100% of the time. And so it's very tiring. And so once we get to that level, I tell people, you know, when you're practicing this in the real world, just think to yourself, okay, for these five minutes, I'm going to really monitor my R's, just make yeah. sure I'm making them all the time because it's impossible. We can't volitionally on purpose monitor our speech 100% of the time. So okay. just small little chunks during the day, 
focus okay, on it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. practicing working with the right person who understands how to teach. And I like the fact that maybe if you're working with a student and your first method of getting them to make that R sound, maybe it doesn't work, but you have another way. You're not yes. just going to try to keep having the student do the same right. thing and the same thing, which is what a Absolutely. lot of teachers might do, honestly. Absolutely. Okay, good. Melinda, that was yeah. great. That was yeah. so in-depth and interesting, and I love it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's move on to the next okay. sound then. <laughs> next sound. Okay, let's do TH. So okay. the TH sound, and it's actually two sounds in English, even though it's spelled TH, it's actually two sounds. So the first one is voiced. Mm-hmm. It means the vocal cords are vibrating and it's a little bit of a louder sound. There's some vibration there. And the mm-hmm. second TH is voiceless. So it's quiet. The air is just coming up through the open vocal cords, very quiet. And it's, I don't know if you can mm-hmm. hear that on the radio, but for yep, example, yep. so. So the voiced examples would be the, that, this, Mm kind of have a little harder sound. And then the softer voiceless TH is three, think, 30. Sure. And the interesting thing about the TH sounds is they're not in very many languages at all. And so I work with this sound pretty much with everybody because most languages do not contain these sounds. And the the way to make these sounds properly is the tongue has to be in between the teeth. This technically, this this sound is called interdental, which means between the teeth. Okay. So it means the tongue has to be between the teeth. If the tongue is behind the teeth, either too high or too low, you're going to make a different sound and it's not going to sound like a TH. So for example, the word mother, if your tongue is too high and it's behind the teeth, it's going to sound like mudder. My right. mud, and we hear that mudder. a lot from yes. students, don't we? Yes. And if it's yes. too low and the air is going through, but it's too low and your tongue is not far enough forward, it's going to sound like muzza. Mm, um, and we'll hear okay. that, the Z sound, muzza, mudder instead of mother. And for okay. the voiceless TH, for like the, for the word three, we might hear three with an S sound, or we might mm-hmm. hear tree. I'm, oh, you know, there are so many places I've we can go wrong. <laughs> three years. So we work on getting the tongue. Just it doesn't have to be way out in front of the teeth. Um, it just has to be a little bit. And so it's the modifying the airstream between the teeth that makes this sound the sound that it is. Okay. And people sometimes feel self-conscious. They feel weird yep. sticking yep. their tongue out. And yes. we, we <laughs> laugh about it. But I but I say, I, watch me. I'm sticking my tongue out. <laughs> this is what native speakers right. do. It, English is a weird language that way. Yep. And But you just have to do it. We just, okay. uh, yeah. We I just love that. Yeah. I love that. And that's a really good takeaway for our listeners today for that sound for both, the, both forms of the TH, guys. Your tongue must be in between your teeth. That's why we call it the interdental sound. I love that. I love exactly. that. That's such a good, such a good takeaway for the TH sound. Uh, Melinda, so what's the third sound for us today? So the third sound is a vowel. And you know, vowels are so important for, you know, comprehension to make yeah. a clear speech sound. So the last sound I'd like to talk about today is I. It's the, mm-hmm. it's called a lax vowel. So think of relaxed. It's the v- muscles are just more relaxed. And again, mm-hmm. this sound is kind of a hallmark of English. 
and not in a lot of languages they don't have these relaxed or lax vowels. So to contrast it with the tense vowel that most people use instead of this vowel, the tense vowel is e and the lax vowel is e. And so for E, the tongue is higher, it's mm -hmm. tenser, there's just a little more tightness to it, E. Mm -hmm. And for the relaxed, the lax vowel, the tongue and jaw are a little bit lower, drop it down. And I just say, just think of relaxing, just chill out with this sound, I. Yeah. yeah. So some examples of words that have this, this vowel are it, is, mm -hmm. ribbon, sing, relax. Yeah. And this, this sound, you know, it can cause problems with understanding because some some there's some cognates so cheap versus chip yes Be bead versus bid yes leave versus live so i'll leave here versus mm. i'll live here um yeah can cause this some misunderstanding so big time yeah, yeah so we we work on you know tongue position high versus low tense versus relaxed and we just work through all kinds of you know sounds and words with with these combinations and so oh. with all of these sounds i like to do once a student gets to a certain level i'll do what's called negative practice okay and i'll have them do it quote the old way and mm. then do it the new way so i actually have oh. them do it wrong on purpose so they can kind of you know remember oh this is how i used to do it yeah and now this is how i need to do it Correctly. I love that. And yeah. that also gives you a sense as to whether or not the student has been able to note the sound, to recognize the sound themselves too, right? Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So this yeah. is great. I, I understand why you've chosen these top three sounds mm -hmm. for American English because I've heard so many mistakes just in these three sounds alone, guys. So this really is a very 80-20 principle here. If you can mm -hmm. master these three sounds, you'll be 80% of the way to being clearly understood. And I'm glad we have you on today, Melinda, because because yes. pronunciation is the thing that kind of breaks our hearts as English learners mm. or as learners of a new language because we can do everything. We can learn grammar. We can learn vocabulary. But when it comes to being in that room and actually trying to connect with native speakers, and that's what we mm. emphasize on this show is connection, not perfection. Yes. It becomes very embarrassing when they can't understand us. Right? right. So, guys, we really want to encourage you. If you feel like pronunciation is the one thing that's holding you back, you want to look into working with Melinda. Melinda, any final overarching tips or pieces of advice for our listeners before we wrap up today and show our listeners yes, where to I find think, you? Yeah, I think just an, another thing to remember is you're better than you think you are. We're mm. so we're so hard on ourselves with our yes. pronunciation, and yeah. so um, you have some skills you don't even know you have. And mm -hmm. um, and once we start working on some of these, um, you kind of take the take it over and and learn you know what you need to do and. And just remember, motivation is key. You just keep your motivation, keep working at it. Slowly but surely, it will come. But but you have some skills already in your toolkit. Yes. And just be confident. Um, I think a lot of people who speak a second language, we're, we're just a little too hard on ourselves. We think, oh, totally. I'm just terrible. But you, you're not that, you're not, you know, it's, there's just things to work on. And it, and often it's just bringing it to the forefront of your awareness. Like people are, tell me, I, just, I didn't even know I did That's, this. Yeah. Um, I didn't That's know I pronounced true. this one where there may be even not even a sound system or a whole sound you say wrong, but just certain words that they consistently mispronounce. Like I had yeah. a had a student who mispronounced her husband's nickname. She could never say it. <laughs> and we worked on it and she was like, oh, oh I'm going to surprise him when he comes in tonight because she could say it. <laughs> um, so it's just little things like, you know, the high frequency words are just, you know, very important to work on, make it functional for your life. 
Definitely. I love that. I love that. So guys, if you want to take the fast track to being able to improve these sounds, the best way is to work directly with Melinda. And you can actually do that starting today. So Melinda, where can our listeners go to book that lesson with you? Yes, I'm on italki.com forward slash teacher, T-E-A-C-H-E-R forward slash three, three, five, four, four, five, six. And my name on italki is Accent Coach Melinda. Yeah, perfect. And we'll have your photo on the blog. So they'll be able to recognize you directly when they go onto your profile. So guys, I highly recommend. I mean, we have a lot of listeners on the show. And this has been a fantastic episode. I have a feeling that Melinda's schedule is going to book up quickly (laughs) after this episode releases. So I would encourage you to go over there as soon as you can and go ahead and book a first lesson with Melinda to see if this could be the ticket to finally getting over this challenge of pronunciation, guys. Okay. So Melinda, I want to say thank you for coming on. This has been very technical and I love that. I love it when we get into the, the nitty gritty, the, the the essentials of pronunciation. It's been very educational. Great. Well, thank you so much. And of course, I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, thank <laughs> awesome. you so much. All right. Thanks for coming on the show and have a great day. Great. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.